Today, I'll not answer the radio call that your boyfriend has come home drunk and is beating you again. Today, I'll not answer the radio call that your 16-year-old daughter, who is very responsible, is four hours late coming home from school. I will not care today that your store has been robbed or your house has been burglarized. Today, I'll not stop a drunk driver from killing someone. Also today, I'll not catch a rapist or a murderer or a car thief. And today, I will not respond to a call that a man has a gun or tried to abduct a child or that someone has been stabbed or has been in a terrible accident. Today, I'll not save your child that you locked in the car or the child you were too busy to watch who went outside and fell in the swimming pool. No, today I'll not do these things. Why? Because today I was killed by a drunk driver while I was pushing a disabled car off the highway. Today I was shot and killed doing a routine traffic stop simply to tell someone they had a tail light out. Today I was killed in a traffic accident while rushing to a citizen who was screaming for help. I was shot and killed today, serving a warrant on a known drug dealer. Today I was killed by a man when I went to his home to do a welfare check because his family was too busy. Today I was killed trying to stop a bank robbery or a grocery store robbery. Today, I was killed doing my job. A chaplain and an officer will go to a house and tell a family that their son or daughter, or husband or wife or father or mother won't be coming home today. The flags at many police stations will be flown half mass today, but most people won't know why. There'll be a funeral, and my fellow officers will come. A 21-gun salute will be given, and taps will be played as I'm laid to rest. My name will be put on a plaque, on a wall, in a building in a city somewhere. A folded flag will be placed on a mantle or a bookcase in a home, and a family will mourn. There'll be no cries for justice. There'll be no riots in the street. There'll be no one marching, screaming the words, no justice, no peace. No citizens will be outraged, claiming that something must be done. No windows will be smashed, no cars burned, no rocks thrown and no names called. Someone crying themselves to sleep tonight will be the only sign that I was cared about. I was a police officer. Family, I love them. I can't copy. Oh, yeah. We got crews coming. 
I take it personally, okay? We're going up there, and there's a bunch of cops processing a scene of a dead kid. And they're the ones that are going to be out there patrolling and stopping sus- suspects that may have guns under the front seat. They're the ones that are going to take the risks of their lives to try to clean this thing up. All right? We're responsible for the things we get wrong, and we take action. We've arrested cops, we've fired cops, and so on. But the fact is that the people out here, some of them, who had the most to say are absolutely MIA when it comes to the true threats facing this community. And it gets a little tiresome and we start getting yelled at for reading the updates of the kid that gets shot. Yeah, you take it personal, okay? Now, no offense, but I'm going up there now. When people ask how I'm doing, I want to say my depression is an angry deity, a jealous god, a thirsty shadow that rings my joy like a dish rag and makes juice out of my smile. I want to say getting out of bed has become a magic trick and I'm probably the worst magician I know. I want to say this sadness is the only clean shirt I have left and my washing machine has been broken for months. But I'd rather not ruin someone's day with my tragic honesty. So instead, I treat my face like a pumpkin. I pretend it's Halloween. I carve it into something acceptable. I laugh and say, I'm doing all right. Today. All right. Welcome to uh, Motor Cop Chronicles podcast. Uh, End of watch episode, if you hadn't figured it out. Decided not to do the regular intro. Play that instead. Uh, I know I'm a few days late on it. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I you know I don't like doing these, and our numbers went up from last month. Last month we uh, had six to start the year off, and we had nine in February. So. Uh, to say the names of the men and women that gave up their uh, life in the line of duty for a bunch of people that don't appreciate it and a bunch of family members and uh, co-workers that'll miss them forever. Uh, we're going to start out with uh, police officer Sean L. Slanowski from McKeesport Police Department, Pennsylvania. End of watch was Monday, February 6th. Cause of death was gunfire. He was 32 years old. He had eight years and one month on a job. He was shot and killed while responding to a domestic situation. The subject's mother called 911 reporting that her son was having a post-traumatic stress disorder episode and was being aggressive. The officer, Swigwinski, and another officer arrived on the scene and attempted to contact the man. As he walked away, the suspect produced a handgun 
and opened fire, wounding both officers. The subject was shot in the leg by return gunfire and then fled to a nearby convenience store where he exchanged shots with a third officer before being taken into custody. Officer Slogwinski was taken to the local hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. The other officer was critically wounded and flown to a trauma center. The subject was charged with criminal homicide, aggravated assault, assaulting a law enforcement officer, and criminal attempted murder of a law enforcement officer. He had served with the police department for three years and previously served with the regional police department. Uh, Char Lero, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. He is survived by his fiance and his infant daughter. The uh, bad guy gets to live. 32-year officer with a child and future wife does not. Next, we have police officer Peter E. C. Jerwing. Jerving from the Milwaukee Police Department in Wisconsin. End of watch was Tuesday, February the 7th. He was 37 years old. He had four years on the job. He was shot and killed while attempting to arrest a robbery suspect. Officers were looking for a suspect who had just committed a robbery at a nearby apartment building. The suspect fled on foot as officers approached him. One, officers caught, one, one officer caught the suspect and a struggle ensued. The suspect fired his handgun and it struck Officer Jerving, who was running to the scene to assist. Despite being wounded, Officer Jerving was able to return fire and kill the suspect. Officer Jerving was transported to the hospital where he succumbed to his wound. The suspect had been sentenced to probation for two hit-and-run crashes the day before. Officer Jerwin had served the Milwaukee Police Department for four years and was signed to his police district four. He survived by his parents, six siblings, and a longtime girlfriend. Uh, this bad guy's not around no more. And uh, even after being shot and basically mortally wounded, this uh, man still took his training upon himself and returned fire. Next, we have police officer Charles Herring from the Pembroke Pines Police Department, Florida. End of watch was Thursday, February the 9th. He was 54 years old. He had 20, 24 years on the job, and he was a military veteran. Officer Herring was killed in a motorcycle crash near the interstate uh, intersection of 184th Avenue and Sheridan Street. He was on a routine patrol when a falling piece of a tree fell and struck him. The impact caused him to fall from his motorcycle. He was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Uh, he was a U.S. Army veteran and served with the Pembroke, Pembroke Pines Police Department for 21 years. He had previously served with the Shark Police Department for three years. He is survived by his four children. That's tragic, uh, just a piece of a tree falls out in front of you and causes you to crash. Next, we have police officer Julian 
I'm going to mess this last name up. I apologize. Uh, Becerra, B-E-C-E-R-R-A, if it, that's how you say it. His end of watch was uh, Saturday, uh, February the 11th. Uh, he uh he fell he had he had a fall you know ended up succumbing to his injuries he uh succumbed to his injuries he sustained nine days earlier when he fell from an overpass in Colorado Springs during a vehicle pursuit of carjacking suspects. The suspects had been pursued by multiple agencies over the course of several hours. At about 7.15 p.m., they attempted to car check a second vehicle at the Love Travel Plaza in Fountain and led officers on another pursuit towards Colorado Springs. The vehicle was partially disabled after stop sticks were deployed. The vehicle was stopped just east of Hartford Street and all three occupants fled on foot with officers in pursuit. This officer was chasing one of the suspects when he fell from an overpass to the pavement below approximately 40 feet. He was transported to a local hospital where he remained and succumbed to his injuries on February the 11th. All suspects were apprehended. He was a U.S. Air Force veteran. He had served with the police department four and a half years and was assigned to the K-9 unit. He is survived by his wife and his two children. Next, we have uh, Correctional Officer Jay Miller from the Washington State Department of Corrections, Washington. End of watch was Saturday the 11th. Uh, died from COVID-19. He was 52 years old, 31 years on the job, also a military veteran. Uh, Correctional Officer Jay Miller died from complications as a result from contracting COVID-19 while assigned to the Washington Correctional Center for Women. Officer Miller was a United States veteran and has served with the Washington State Department of Corrections for 31 years. He is survived by his three sons. Uh, it says here in the incident date, he, I guess it's, uh, he must have never totally recovered. He actually caught COVID in uh, 2021. Next, we have police officer James Marlboro. I'm sorry, I'm not good with last names. M-U-H-L-B-A-U-E-R. He's from Kansas City Police Department in Missouri. End of watch was Wednesday, February the 15th, 2023. Cause of death was an automobile crash. Police officer Jim and his canine champ were both killed in a vehicle crash at 10.15 p.m. at the intersection of East Truman Road and Benton Boulevard. A vehicle was traveling at 89 miles per hour, ran a red light, and crashed into the officer's car while they were on patrol. The impact caused the squad car to roll over. A pedestrian was also hit. Canine Champ and a pedestrian died at the scene. The officer was taken to the hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. The 18-year-old driver that hit the police car was also injured and was taken into police custody pending the investigation. He is charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. 
uh, police officer. Or he, he had served with the Kansas City Police Department for 20 years. He survived by his wife and his child. Uh, so, some stupid 18-year-old kid driving 89 miles an hour on a surface street kills two people in a canine. And people lose their life over stupidity. And you got a wife and kids and stuff. Uh, don't have their, their dad no more because some people are just stupid. Next we have Sergeant Christopher D. Fitzgerald, Temple University Police Department, Pennsylvania. End of watch was February the 18th. Cause of death was gunfire. He was 31 years old. He had three years, nine months on the job. Uh, police officer Fitz, Fitzgerald was shot and killed while struggling with the suspect at about 7.30 p.m. Officer Fitzgerald was patrolling the area when he saw three masked individuals in dark clothing standing in an area where several robberies and recent recently occurred. As he exited his patrol car to speak to them, all three fled on foot. He was pursued. He pursued one of the suspects and began to struggle with him. The man produced a handgun and shot Officer Fitzgerald multiple times. The suspect then attempted to steal Officer Fitzgerald's duty weapon and belongings and patrol car before carjacking a citizen several blocks away. Officer Fitzgerald was transported to Temple Hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. The man who shot him was arrested at his home in Bucks County earlier the next morning. He was charged with the murder of a law enforcement officer, robbery, carjacking, and several other offenses. Officer Fitzgerald had served with the Temple University Police Department for 16 months and previously served with the Philadelphia County Sheriff's Office for two and a half years. He was posthumously promoted to the rank of sergeant. He is survived by his wife and his four children. His father served with the Philadelphia Police Department and currently serves as police chief of the Regional Transport District Police Department in Denver, Colorado. Again, another young officer, 31 years old, with wife and family, murdered in a bad guy will be back on the street one day. Where's the marches? Where's the outrage? Next, we have police officer Jeffrey Reed from the Memphis Police Department in Tennessee. End of watch was February the 18th, 2023. He was 49 years old. He had 15 years on the job. He also was a military veteran. Officer Reed uh, succumbed to his gunshot wound sustained two weeks earlier while responding to a suspicious person call at the library. Officers, including Officer Reed, had responded to a nearby business regarding a trespasser. Approximately 30 minutes later, the suspect became engaged in altercation with a citizen inside the library. As Officer Reed and another officer attempted to contact the subject outside the library, the man produced a handgun and started to fire upon them. Officer Reed was shot and critically wounded before the other officer returned fire and killed the suspect. Officer Reed was transported to the hospital and remained in critical condition until he succumbed to his wounds on February the 18th. Several years prior to being shot, Officer Reed had been critically wounded 
when he was struck by a vehicle while on duty. He returned to duty following an extensive recovery period. Officer Breed was a United States Marine Corps veteran and had served with the Memphis Police Department for 15 years. He is survived by his wife, his three daughters, and his four grandchildren. Everybody thinks everything's routine. Just a suspicious person, homeless guy or whatever, causing crap at the library. Then this happened. This man had come back to work after being severely injured, being run over. Dedication. The Marine. Next, we have Detention Officer Kenneth Flower, Fowler of Pontico County Sheriff's Office in Oklahoma. End of watch was Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Cause of death was a fall. He was 52 years old. He had five years on the job. Uh, Detention Officer Kenneth Fowler succumbed to his injury sustained on January 31st. 2023 when he slipped on the ice in the parking lot at the Justice Center. The area was experiencing an ice storm when he fell. He was transported to a hospital in Oklahoma, suffering from head injuries and hypothermia. He remained in a medically induced coma until succumbing to his injuries on February 19th. He has served with the County Sheriff's Office for five years. He survived by his wife, his daughter, his mother, brother, sister, and two grandchildren. You know, it's going to be, uh, it's all of them, thank goodness, for that month. We also had a, a few canines. We had a canine graphite from the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office in uh, Colorado. Uh, German Shepherd, he was eight years old. Been on the job for almost, since he was six months old. He was shot and killed while assisting in a search of an armed suspect. Officers with the Golden Police Department in Colorado Schools of Mines Police Department attempted to apprehend a man who was unconscious in his vehicle. When officers tried to wake him, he drove away but stopped uh, up the road. As officers approached him again, he rammed several patrol cars in an attempt to escape. The officer broke the driver's window and put the car in park, but the suspect fled on foot into a wooded area pointing a handgun at them. The Jefferson County's Office K-9 Unit joined the search for the armed suspect. K-9 Graphite located the man. The suspect fired several shots, striking K-9 Graphite. The deputy returned fire but did not hit the man. He continued to hide until surrender around 5 a.m. Uh, uh, dog died doing his job. Next we have K-9 Champ from... The Kansas City Police Department, Missouri, February 15th, automobile crash. Uh, it's the one we talked about earlier that uh, got killed with his owner when they got hit by the 18, 19-year-old idiot. Then we have a uh, canine Duke from the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office in California. Sunday, uh, February 19th, 2023 was a uh, end of watch for the canine. 
cause of death was a stabbing. Uh, he was a six-year-old male. He was stabbed to death while attempting to apprehend a burglary suspect in a rail yard in Tracy. Officers with Tracy Police Department had responded to a burglary at the rail yard near uh, the road important. As officers arrived on the scene, two men fled from the officers into the train yard. When K-9 Duke arrived on the scene, one of the men entered the engine room on one of the trains in the yard and barricaded himself inside. Officer and deputies were able to cre- create an opening to the engine room and K-9 Duke was released for the apprehension. As he engaged the suspect, the man stabbed him multiple times. They were able to take the man into custody after he stabbed Duke. And Duke was taken to the vet where he died. He served with the San Joaquin Sheriff's Office for six years. When he started stabbing the dog, they should have shot him. But, of course, I'm not going to get into it right now. So, that is it for February. Um, keeping my fingers crossed and uh, hoping and praying that March is better. But I will tell you, we've already had, it's March the 5th, and we've already had two uh, in in the line of duty deaths so far. So, that being said, I want everybody to stay safe out there. Watch those backs. Watch your partner's backs. And uh, let's, let's make it home to our uh, our families and loved ones and stuff like that. Some have said that time heals, but gathered together here today, we know that's not true. The facts still remain. The empty chair, the unfulfilled dreams, the pain, the hurt, the loneliness. We ask your blessing upon the families who have been impacted by the loss of a loved one in the line of duty.
procession given to honor her this morning. Her body was taken from the medical examiner's office in Norfolk. On his wife. In Newport she News. screams at so you many people you find to show night. their respect. She calls you. They lined the streets of downtown Norfolk. And, and at just 24 years old, Officer Tyne died in the line of duty on Thursday evening. It happened during the traffic stop on 16th Street in Newport News. She began talking to the driver of a car. She and one other officer had pulled The driver his car door open while they were talking. He suddenly took off and time was not able to step out of the way in time, so the car dragged her. It crashed and time was pinned between the door and the Just six months ago, Newport News Chief Steve congratulated a new officer in 89. Saturday, he joined his city, thanking her for his selfless Holding back tears, one as everyone was made to see Hampton Roads was stopped by officers' lines assigned to Now, here's that confrontation again. This is from the other officer's body camera. Police returned fire, and the suspect, who we now know as Bruce Lua, was hit in the leg but survived. Both of the injured officers are also okay, and in fact, they were saluted as they left the hospital later that day. Now, Lua is now charged with attempted murder and aggravated battery. COPA's investigation still under.